Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to the session of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. Oh, it's almost autumn. What do we got? Two weeks? The end of summer, beginning of autumn, it's the best season in the mountains of Arizona. It's just magical. Oh my gosh. So why would anyone travel anywhere else when you could stay right here? People are coming here. So, and your gardens are showing the same. They just love this cool night, warm days. Yeah, it might get to 90. I think it's been the 80s at our house. And then it cools down. It's open the air, open up the windows, smell the fragrance of the butterfly bush, listen to the birds chirping in the morning. It's beautiful. This is God's country up here. It's just great. So I just got back from Delaware. The Garden Center Group, which is a it's a co-op that we formed, uh, a bunch of retail garden centers. There's 140 of us. And we get together once a year someplace in the country. We've This co-op, we've pooled in our money. And then we have access to, we put uh, all these different consultants on retainers. So the best HR consultant, the best uh, facilities, marketing, team building, all these different disciplines that you need to be really good at as a small business owner. But you just, I just like plants. I like connecting people and plants. But if we pool our resources, we get together and then we go tour each other's uh, garden centers. Uh, there we get, to, we get to see the best plant breeder in the country. There's people that just create new life, then replicate it. They'll find some brand new plant that's never been seen in the 5,000 elevation level of, of Tibet. And they'll find, oh, this is neat. I can't believe this. So they'll harvest that, take it back to their, their laboratory, basically. It's not even a farm. It's a laboratory. They go try to see what it does, and they have test gardens. It can take up to seven years before a new plant's actually introduced. And so it might be a, like I saw, a brand new hydrangea that stays more upright. Uh, it basically doesn't flop over. New grasses, new uh, salvia, gregiis, autumn sage. They don't get quite as tall, but they stay bushier and fuller, and they just stay upright in wind. So these are plants that are coming online that they've introduced. They started planting these things five, six, seven years ago, and now they're finally starting to come on the market. We just had a, a echinacea or, or cone flower. That's what your grandparents called it. But echinacea, it's generally pink or purple. Yeah, I've sold thousands of them. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of boring. Great plant for the mountains. Unbelievable. Birds love it. Animals leave it alone. Reseeds on its own. It's got everything we want, but you can only have so much pink or purple. They came out with an orange one. And generally, they have a black eye in them. So black with pink petals coming out. Very large flower. It's like a miniature sunflower, only with a black eye to it. It's really pretty. Very hardy. Gets up maybe knee high that's a little bit optimistic but about two feet tall something like that they came out with a bright orange with an orange center orange on orange unbelievable perennial comes back year after year still has the same seed that birds kind of like to go after i've just never seen anything like that it's exciting new plants coming out and so we get to see a lot of new things showing up this time of year what you're finding right now 
It's like, we've just had our, our big fall sale. It's kind of over now. It's done. We liquidated all the summer and spring stuff. And we've had two truckloads. I mean, two full-on semi-loads of plants just arrived. And it's that winter-fall mix. So the maples, stunning, glorious autumn or Prescott Blaze maples just arrived. And they're perfect cookie cutter. They're awesome. A lot of the uh, little Christmas tree-looking things. So, um Alberta spruce and a lot of the pine trees and spruce show up. And so we're restocking and we need to buy enough. We need to fill up. It'll take about a month, month and a half to fill the place up to get ready for the, the winter season. So you need to bring all your plants in now, at least at these higher elevations. We need to bring them in now so they can acclimate or get used to our climate, our that freeze-thaw cycle, that, that warm day, cool night. That actually messes with quite a few plants. So you want to bring them in early so that they have time to get used to this. They'll go, they go dormant on our same cycle. And so you're seeing this influx of plants. And then once it finally gets really cold, yeah, we're talking about yeah, Christmas or so, New Year's. It's pretty nice until then. Uh, you need to you need to commit. You need to know how many plants you need for all the landscape and those that are going to be do-it-yourself backyard uh, backyard Christmas trees, living trees, that kind of stuff. You can still plant year-round here if those plants are acclimated. So if they're used to our climate, so we need to bring them in now. Know how many we're going to get through. Probably February or so. By March, it's getting pretty nice again. So. So we're loading up right now with a lot of these winter evergreens. So they're used to our climate. So you're seeing this big transition at most of the higher elevation uh, garden centers. That's kind of what you're seeing. So you're seeing this of an empty bed and the next day it's like completely filled. That's because you're making this rotation to, to plants. Also, there's not really that many vegetables. So all the tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, they're all gone. There's no crops until next, probably April. I think the was that growers crop we had tomatoes coming in the very first part of april end of march somewhere in there and then it kind of progresses through there so there's no more until then but we did have a whole bunch of the winter or cold hardy uh, vegetables so you're seeing uh, lettuce like spinach and cauliflower and broccoli and, and uh, the, these things that like actually the flavor comes out well there's not a lot of them there's not Yes, we've got vegetables, but the department is much smaller because we don't have all those other things. In the spring, we've got everything all at once, all the sizes. But because it's so mild up here, you've got a very long growing season if you're working with the environment. So it starts in like March. That's the sp early spring season is what I call that. That's when you start to plant those beets and the kales and the, and the carrots. Those early you know, radishes, they go in early. You don't plant tomatoes then, they'll freeze out. They don't like tropical plants. They don't like the frost. But there's some, some things that love that. And then by first part of May, it's everything goes in. It's a frenzy. The gardens are empty and they're looking bad. Everyone's putting in tomatoes, all that summer stuff. Pumpkins are going in. Uh, that's when your 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 bigger you know, lilacs and forsythias are all going in because they're all in bloom right then. Roses. That's when most of the roses are purchased and planted. You can plant roses 12 months out of the year here. But the best selection, we'll bring in a thousand roses all at once the last week of April because we do because they'll be all in bloom, all just inspirational. They're glorious. We don't, we don't want to bring them in 
the first part of April because then there's still a risk of frost. And that'll take, won't damage the plant, but it'll take the buds. We're bringing these in to inspire folks who are, we're, we're calculating how much risk we've got and can we get out of that risk of frost well here here at waters garden center at this elevation right here it seems to be about the end of april and so we bring them in then so that they they can be in they'll be in full bloom glorious you can plant them but I'll, i've got roses i've got uh, carpet roses and knockout roses all the shrub roses through winter i've got enough to get us through with the best selection. So you see you're working with the environment. Right now, you're getting out of the summer season. So the, the last of the crepe myrtles are going out, the last of the butterfly bush, but we're starting to get in those maples, amur maples. There's a short little uh, native kind of maple. Uh, lots of the, uh, the uh, uh, raywood ash, modesto ash, all the native ash started to come in this week. So restocking, new uh, pinion pines came in, Austrian, Oregon green pines, Colorado spruce, Fed Albert spruce, they all came in this week. These are This is that winter mix. So you're seeing this churning, this changing of the seasons. So the garden centers, they shrink a little bit because you don't have as large a vegetable department. You've got pansies, but you don't have all the annuals that you would normally have. You've got snapdragons came in and dusty millers this week. So there's maybe a dozen skews, different dozen different types of flowers and different sizes, but you don't have the 300 that you'd have in the spring season. So it's a little bit smaller. There's a lot more evergreens, a lot more uh, broadleaf evergreens, that is shrubby kind of evergreens, and a lot more conifers, that is pine spree, things with needles or conifers. So you've seen this migration. Lots going on. Has some great tips for you on how to plant all this stuff. Got to take a break, though. We got Lisa Waters Lane coming in right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Waters with the plants of the week and our gold flame honeysuckle. Wonderfully fragrant. These blooms are in full color right now and will stay that way until the first frost of October. These pink and gold blooms are irresistible to hummingbirds and butterflies alike. Excellent as a quick ground cover, but robust enough to climb vertical structures and fences, all for under $37. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love blooming vines, they love to shop. 300,000? Imagine a landscape needing 300,000 trees. Wow! But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, so we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? We can just kind of glean some information from that. And so, but before we get started, oh, welcome, Lisa. Thank glad you. Glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here too. You're looking good. Thank you. I try. Grapes for good. That's uh-huh. next weekend. So, September 19th, we give the garden center to a nonprofit. A service club. So 
Prescott Frontier Rotary is going to use the garden center to throw the best garden party you've ever been to. It's kind of the who's who. I mean, it comes. So neighbors, neighborhoods come. Mm-hmm. People be friends. Uh, not unusual to have mayors and congressmen and senators. They just show up and the business leaders in town. So all those community leaders to raise money for the community. And so in about three hours, we'll raise about 60 grand. Most of that's already been raised just with sponsors and you know, donations, that kind of stuff. But they're giving away like safaris and some Rotarians are giving their Austrian uh, apartments for a week. It's just really spectacular. The, the heart pouring, just the, the generosity coming from the club. Um, so we partner with them and then they'll, they'll just basically throw this party. So Barry Barbie with uh, El Gato Azul and Triple Creek. Is going to cater it. Nice. And uh, we've got a band coming. It's just a fun after hours. Is there wine? There'll be wine. Wine wine tasting, wine food. In fact, Barry is uh, pairing. Rotarians are kind of wine snobs, which I love. I can be that way sometimes. But he's pairing (laughs) the the wines with the food. So Mm -hmm. he's actually taking the wines, has that, and pairing it with the foods. It's over the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is a fun event. It's just very relaxing. Uh, a lot of people are just chill, so it is fun. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, join us. So tickets are sixty bucks. That we've raised all the money, so all your money goes right to the cause. There's none mm-hmm. of it used for expense or setup or bands or food or anything. It's just all the money goes right there. We've got tickets it here. Stays local. Stays local. Yep. Goes to a, to a summer summer. Uh, math and reading clinic in the summer mm-hmm. for kids it goes to the dolly parton uh, uh, book uh, thing she does she's mm-hmm. giving a kid from birth to age five a book a month it's amazing what they're doing with this and and, and so much more mm-hmm. and it goes global so it's they're ending polio rodeo rotarians are the uh, uh eliminate polio kind of stuff and clean water clean waters their thing yeah. so lots of good stuff but sure anyway join us tickets on sale yeah. here at Olson's Grain, at Prescott True Value, who are all sponsors. Mm-hmm. I've got tickets. I'm going to reserve a couple of them here. So if you want to come after hours, you just forgot. Just show up and I'll have a ticket for you. Mm. Uh, 60 bucks here at the okay. Garden Center. What time does it start? 5 to 8 o'clock, uh-huh. September 19th. Perfect. God, I couldn't do this without you. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for making me better than I really could possibly ever be. <laughs> we should go over some garden questions. Just what are people are sure. asking? So mm-hmm. what's going on? Well, Scott has a question. He has all of a sudden just hundreds of black and kind of red beetle things oh, all over his yeah. house, on the trees. Yeah. Um, wants to know what they are. Are they bad bugs, good bugs, and what can he do about they're them? They're a nuisance. So they're called mm-hmm. box elder bugs. They're black and maybe maybe half inch long with red stripes down the size. Box elders, this is their time. Mm-hmm. They show up this time of year, and they're... Their native plant they like, where they reproduce at, are box elders. Box elders are like a maple tree. It grows up and down wild, the uh, the creeks and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, throughout northern Arizona, pretty much. It's not just a Prescott thing. It's, it's throughout northern Arizona, cool weather. So box elder bugs are a nuisance. They have no mouth part. They're just there to do one thing, make whoopee. And then lay eggs, and then they'll be attracted to certain kinds of, mm-hmm. of foliage. And so they seem to like these gardens right if there's a few of them not a big deal wouldn't worry about it they congregate by the thousands sometimes i've got a box elder right outside my office window here from the studio and it can be so thick you can't see the bark on Mm -hmm. the tree and then they're getting in the house they're just a problem 
What I do when, when it gets that bad is I'll spray them down with Sayonara. It's a, it's a liquid bug killer, quite effective. You'll spray down the, the tree and it just, they drop and die and become fertilizer. So it's just really effective. If there's just a few, I wouldn't worry about it. You can vacuum them up or get them out, but they congregate. They can cover a window till mm-hmm. you can hardly see through it. That's when you break out the Sayonara. So t- kiss them goodbye. There you go. Box okay. over bugs. All right. Next question is from Dottie. She has an aspen that really has looked beautiful all season. Yeah. Uh, but right now it's got brown leaves oh. with black spots on them. She's seen some kind of like shiny stuff on the leaves. Oh. It's just it's just not looking good. Yeah. So her question is, what should she do, if anything, or just let it kind of finish off the season? So don't don't let it finish off the season or it can cause damage. You can have some tip dieback. So this is pretty serious. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she's got two things. The shininess are aphids. And aphids mm-hmm. are out and they like they like the taste of aspens. So you'll have aphids at the very top and they're really big aphids. They're not that cute little green one. They're yeah. they look like spiders. They're, they're kind super of scary. Size, yeah. yeah, and they're sucking the sap out of the tree and then it, the, their excrement kind of falls down and creates this shiny uh, mm-hmm. thing. So they're very bad. They're taking the sap out of that tree and they're causing damage. Mm-hmm. Don't let them stay there. The black the the bad leaves, not the shininess, but you get some blackened or brown mm-hmm. tips. That's a leaf spot. That's a bacteria that eats the sugar in the leaf, and it kind of works its way back till the leaf can really just drop right off. Mm-hmm. So you got two separate things. One, kill the aphids with cyanara again. Get, kill the box elders and kill the aphids with cyanara. <laughs> it's, it's great. But the real serious one is that leaf spot. Mm-hmm. You need to focus on that. It, it will come back year after year. Aphids come and go. Leaf spot mm-hmm. is kind of persistent. Spray the entire tree with revitalize it's not a bug killer it's a bacterial killer it's a fungal thing so you've got basically athlete's foot of the foliage (laughs) and it's eating that leaf and so the 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 revitalize takes on the athlete's foot Mm -hmm. and the cyanara kills the insect they don't cross over this is kind of gets confusing for gardeners revitalize i would spray it every couple of weeks until those leaves leaves drop we're about a month to six weeks out before Mm -hmm. it really starts to drop Mm -hmm. Um, and then what's really important is clean up. Make sure all those infected leaves get, get cleaned up and raked up. Don't compost them. Get them off your property. Throw them away. Burn them. Just get anything to get them off there because birds will peck around there next spring and then jump right back up and it spreads just like that. It mm-hmm. comes right back at you. Next spring, just as the leaves start to open, spray it one last time with the revitalize and that should clean that up and you'll have no problems mm-hmm. next spring so a little strategic also uh, fertilize 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 everything in the yard but especially those things that are stressed uh, to, by hail damage dead branches aphids and leaf right. spot fertilize those with all-purpose plant food mm-hmm. and that'll help clean it up and get you it'll, you'll never know next spring it'll look like a brand new like glorious mm-hmm. plant yeah and I would say kind of a heads up to people, uh, with all the rain that we had, a lot of people turned their irrigation systems off. Yeah, good point. Um, don't forget that you turned it off because yeah. we've had some warm days and, and those things need some more watering again. Yeah. So don't forget to turn that system back on yeah. and fertilize and then give them a good night, good big drink. Yeah, good mm-hmm. advice. Okay. All right. Our next question is from Tony. 
He has a lawn that he wants to kind of oversee and oh, yeah. fill in and wants best advice on how to do that. Yeah, Tony, great. Your timing's perfect. So so October is considered the ideal month for overseeding or starting your lawns. So you want it warm days, very cool nights. That's mm-hmm. the secret to great lawns and fast lawns. And so shave that lawn down. I would say the next cool spot, next mm-hmm. time we cool off, go for it. Your, your timing's on, on. Uh, shave it down. Get the grass a little bit lower. You've had it at a real high setting, that lawnmower. Shave it down a little bit more so the seedlings have sunlight. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and rake out all the thatch, that dead brown matted area. Rake that out. And then fill in the divots where it's kind of not even with top soil. It's a special mix we make here. It's a little heavier. It doesn't float away. Uh, and then you can just overseed just like that. And it will germinate. I mean, we're talking... Days, if not hours. I mean, literally, by next weekend, it'll be green. It'll come up. Now, maybe not worth walking on yet, but it right. will be green. And that's how you do it. But starting new lawns or overseeding, it's pretty. come see us for more. We can help guide you right in. We're out of time, just like that. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Hi, Ken, with the plants of the week and our ivory feathers pampas grass. The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes. In bloom at waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high. Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love ivory grasses, they love to shop. This is Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center, and we're here at the Garden Center floor asking customers, why do you garden? Very relaxing and interesting, and I love watching the hummingbirds in the summer. And why do you like shopping at Waters Garden Center? There's so much variety, lot of choice, and everybody knows everything about the stuff they sell, which is very good. Waters Garden Center, helping people reconnect. At 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden, love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So on our Waters Instagram feed, I posted a five, six-inch worm. Worm had to be as big around as a nickel. It's huge. Bigger, it's as big as your fingers, your largest finger. Just It was huge. This thing, I put him on my hat, let him crawl around on my hat, took a photo of it, and went, This that's what this bug is. You could feel him kind of oozing, gooing over your hat. It was kind of creepy. But really funky. It's a really interesting caterpillar. There's a moth flying around right now that looks like a hummingbird. And so a hummingbird moth or sphinx moth. It's a huge moth. Goes around pollinating flowers. Got a great big proboscis uh, tongue that goes around and, and, and sips out nectar. It's a good guy. But the caterpillar or the larva stage is a monster. It's huge. Looks like it's going to suck on your jugular vein and take out some blood from you or something. Uh, they're eating right now. I found this one on a grape. Uh, I've seen them eating 
tomatoes and peppers. In fact, the grape, interesting, that particular caterpillar, it's got to be five inches long, every bit of that and more, and, and as big around as a nickel. I mean, it's, just, it's like your finger sitting there on the, on the plant. It was eating grapes. Uh, uh, so it turned brown, kind of brown with some purple stripes on it. Kind of pretty. When it's eating tomatoes, it turns a bright, like fluorescent green. When it eats peppers, like jalapenos, it turns a kind of a darker green. Interesting, they actually like to eat tobacco. They get into tobacco crops, and they turn a bright, bright, like brilliant blue. So depending on what they're eating, the color of this caterpillar will change. And so mostly, you'll know that you have them on your tomatoes, because that's what they're famous for, tomato hornworm. That's, that's its other name. Um, it actually strips your vines down to the nubs. And you're going, where'd all the foliage go? You'll see some black droppings or caterpillar poop sitting down on the, on the lower foliage. And it'll be five, six, seven caterpillars doing all this damage. Don't let them eat your foliage. You want to go after them. So you don't want, they'll actually reduce your tomato crop. So uh, they'll, they'll inf- they can infect the plant with different viruses if they're if they spread it from one plant to the other but mainly they just take the foliage mass and now the plant can't create the photosynthesis to make the tomatoes so you'll lose flavor and size on your tomatoes kill them just don't let them be there i picked this one off and fed them to, to chickens so chickens love caterpillars they fight over them it's like a feast kind of fun to watch gruesome uh, but or prune them in two or pick them off. And I used to give them to my little kids when they were small, especially boys. Here, boys, here's a bunch of caterpillars. Make sure they're all dead before you get done. They go, oh, all right, that's good. They throw them out in, the, out in the road, let the birds eat them. So just don't let them eat your tomatoes. They are They can devastate the foliage. So look for big worms. They take the same color as the plant they're eating. So they're really hard to find. But you'll see missing foliage or you'll see little little uh, brown spots on the foliage caterpillar poop on there so you know they're on there if you find them cut them in two with pruners or scissors i've got a spray there's an organic spray you can take them out with uh called uh, bt b as in boy t as in tom or thoroughside uh, is, is the other name so i've got several they're organic you spritz the foliage they come out at night digest some foliage get sick to their stomach stop eating drop dead very all natural you can spray up to the day of harvest it's very specific or selective kind of spray goes just after caterpillars it works on tent caterpillars works on uh, elm leaf skeletonizer which is a worm a grape leaf skeletonizer which is also another caterpillar kind of worm any kind of caterpillar it obliterates them and completely organic does not affect birds your dogs does not affect ladybugs only caterpillars it's a great product bts and boy if you got problems or you just can't find them uh, go after them but if you really really look you'll be able to spot them so I've, i'm going to go over some design tips i'm writing an article right now and i was trying to research some of the tips i've got so i've got five ways to design with boxwood garden design basics um, five ways to design with roses uh, designing building your own raised beds uh, four easy steps for spring tips, spring designs, designing with Christmas trees, natives. I've got all kinds of topics, but I'm trying to curate this down. Uh, and I've got a eight easy do-it-yourself garden tips. Let me see if I can 
go with just one kind of kind of tease you into not changing that channel. And one is add interest. So it's a 20% rule. You want 20% of your landscape plants to be spring bloomers. You want 20% to be summer bloomers. You want 20% to be fall color, which is we're going into right now. You'll see this in the next couple of weeks. Beautiful fall foliage. You want 20% of that yard to be that way and 20% to be evergreens. This is just a mathematical formula. Just kind of get it close. And that last 20%, should be whatever tickles your fancy. You're a gardener and you're from Alaska and you spend your winters down here. Put more evergreens in so you enjoy that. If you, this is your summer home and you winter down in Phoenix, put more summer plants in. Put whatever makes you happy. Uh, in all, you want about 60% of your yard to be covered with foliage. That's the balance. That's when it feels right. So 20% rule for, for different seasons, for each season, and 60% of the entire landscape covered in foliage and you'll have a beautiful landscape more tips more details after this the mountain gardener your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season hi lisa with the plants of the week and our instant raywood ash raywoods are known for their handsome fall foliage that turns colors of red to royal purple just stunning the leaves have a fine texture which add a softness to harsh rock yard. At $120, these instant trees are magnificent. 12 feet tall with a 6-foot spread. You won't have to wait for this tree to grow up. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love instant trees, they love to shop. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. Okay, so we're back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes in. This segment is all for just all 10 minutes. Just for you, because I love the sound of your voice. Oh, sure. Yeah, really. <laughs> when when you speak, you're the introvert. You don't yes. you don't need a lot of words. That no. uh, whole twenty five thousand words per day thing that does not apply to you. Does not. I need fifty thousand, so I kind of cover for both of us. So <laughs> that's why we work so well it together. Is. So we make a good team, my dear. Good yeah. team. Thirty four years team. Right. I was thinking this morning when we started dating. When did I first? I'm trying to remember when I first spotted you, you were coming out the uh, um, that that basically alley behind <laughs> the Solid Rock Church, mm-hmm. right on the courthouse. You're getting out of a, like a you just come back from a date or something. You're in your boyfriend's car, mm-hmm. jumped out of a Mustang, big 1972. Is an Emory Riddle kid? These rich kids, I can't compete. <laughs> but uh, jumped out of this car and I went, whoa. <laughs> She's pretty. Oh, thanks. And then I uh, just stuck in my head and like mm-hmm. never been afraid to ask that is true. for stuff I want. I said, hey, you want to go, uh, I think, get, grab a pizza? Oh, it was Pirates of Penzance. You want to go to a, a, a theater play with me? Uh-huh. 
Ed and you uh, said, yeah, Emmerich. Yes. That's Hendrick, like back, we didn't have a Hendrix theater. Auditorium. Hendrix Auditorium. Which is Prescott Middle School. Yeah. Now they're a little auditorium. Back in the, when was that? The 70s? Oh. They had. I'm was pretty, it the 70s? I think it might have been. Or 81? No. Early 81, 80? Late 70s. We're old. Yeah, let's not. People have stopped <laughs> listening now. So love, we won't go down that path any farther. So. But, um <laughs> I was talking to my mom the other day. They will, my mom and dad will have been married 65 years. Oh, my goodness. At the end of September. Wow. Isn't amazing. That crazy? Still good. going. Yeah. So some, they look a little more, they look a little older. Well, now, so do we. But, yeah, so don't we all. <laughs> so true. There's still a lot But still yeah, going. I just thought, oh, that is terrific. That's yeah. something to work towards. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll stick with you another, okay. what is that, 30 years? Ah. Oh, maybe not. Maybe maybe twenty. Maybe only twenty. <laughs> That's all you can take. Huh? <laughs> anyway, garden question. What do we got gardening wise? Well, we already did the question segment. Oh, that's this right. This is the you segment. The the me segment. Yeah. How quickly they forget. <laughs> so, um, being away from the garden center for a few days and then being walking back in is like it's like night and day. When yeah, I true. left, we were like. Oh, there's nothing here at the store anymore. There's nothing left. And people were like, are you closing? I know. <laughs> just getting rid of some old and tired I was, inventory. I was like, no, we're just transitioning. So I uh, walked in today, and oh, my goodness, absolutely beautiful. It's night and day out there. That's what two semi-loads of uh, plants will do for you. It yeah. just spreads out all over the mm-hmm. place. And we did get some fun grasses in, and I think uh, late summer, fall, it's kind of those glass, those grasses just shine. Yeah. Um, I was out in our backyard yesterday, and there is a we have a curly grass, uh, curly, curly, curly grass, in a big blue pot. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that thing's got to be five feet tall and yeah. wide. It's pretty. It's oh, way it's, bigger than the pot it's in. Yeah. It's just glorious. Oh my goodness. It's full of plumes. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've we got some great grasses here at the Garden Center. we got our Ivory Feathers Pampas grass in, Perfect. which is, if you've been in our parking lot, or if you haven't, you should come and look at the parking lot towards right as you pull in. There, I think we have three or four clumps yeah. of this Ivory Feathers. And it is striking. It is just beautiful. Uh, it's supposed to be a dwarf plant, Pampas grass. It is. Uh, but it's still big. It's still, still above head high, but that's right. dwarf for a pampas. Mm-hmm. Pampas can go oh, I know. taller than your house if you let it. Right. This one's right. half that size. It is. Yeah. So great for the smaller landscapes, but beautiful. Uh, we also got our regal mist mooly grass in, which is a shorter grass, two feet yeah, somewhere in there. Good. Puts on kind of a pink little plume. Um, so I love it because when the sun hits it and the wind blows, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It sparkles. Mm-hmm. That's a grass that actually sparkles in a sunset or sunrise. We got some uh, variegated uh, Japanese zebra grass. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Which I like the variegated grasses. Sometimes you look at them and you go, mm, I don't know. But I really like that variegation in there. It really makes them pop out in the landscape. Kind of it's that. a gold variegation, right? It's got that uh, stripe. No, this one's white. Going, white and green. White, white and green. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Even you're, better. You're thinking of gold bar yeah. or porcupine. Um, we got little bunny fountain grass. So little bunny, great in containers with other things. Great on the edge of a perennial bed. Um, it only gets maybe a foot tall yeah. or so. Cute little little plumes on it. So really adorable for that. And we got a new grass. Oh. Now I'm trying to think of, oh, I needed another pot with another grass. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have over 50 pots. So. <laughs> so this one's called Ginger Love Fountain Grass. 
It oh, gets to be, it's about a three by three grass. Um, the plumes on it kind of are um, uh, burgundy, brownish red oh, really? color to Not it. Not a russet. Little, no. Yeah. But, and the grass, you know, the, the foliage is green with these plumes and it, it looks like a really pretty grass. It's yeah. a new one that we got in. There's probably a, a, a spot in the front yard in that, there's those oh, three yeah. raised beds. I could mm-hmm. find a home if you want. I'm sure you, you don't could. have to have a container. I like it in containers uh, too, okay. but but yes. So so those are some of the grasses that we got in that right now are just really looking lovely and a great idea to put in your yard. I don't think we use grasses enough in yeah. this area. You know, this is natural prairie area. Mm-hmm. Grasses grow wild everywhere. The muley grass—that's a native deer grass, right. bear grass. So we all we have all those too. Right. They're all native grasses. Mm-hmm. They just grow wild here. And so, but the time, I think the reason is people shop at garden centers in the spring and there aren't grasses, grasses. there are very few grasses show up now. This is the best time to, to shop for them and, Mm -hmm. and to plant them because this is when they really shine. You see what they're really all about. Right. Right. That's true. Good point. We also got in some great new asters. Ooh. Uh, One is called grape crush and the other is pink crush and they're very bright colored. Yeah. You know, and Asters and mums are those late summer, early fall plants that just really shine out in the landscape right now. And the colors on them are just bright. They're really eye-popping. They're not going to be pastel and quiet. Yeah. They really pop out at you. Um, we got some early bird gloriosa daisy, which Ooh, is that um, little yellow, kind of almost looks like a sunflower-ish yeah. kind of thing. Um, another great late summer bloomer. And we got some echabecchias. What is that? Ekebeke. How do you say that 10 times fast? Ekebeke. Really pretty. Kind of an orangey, rusty bloom yeah. on them. Um, Autumn color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're crossed with the Rebeccias. Uh, so they do really well here. So it's... Uh, and then the Snapdragons are out. Oh, we got them in. The first load. Yes. What exciting. I love Snapdragons. They are yeah. a little early, but they're looking good. Yeah. And now is a really good time to be putting them out. And everybody goes, well, won't it get too cold? No. And it's like, no, no. I mean, they'll bloom now up until... End of the year. End of the year, I mean, easily. And then they start, like in March, they start yeah. blooming again. Yeah. Uh, and they do terrific in containers I as miss well. those. Are they... Are they flowering or are they heavily budded How, what are they um, some at? are budded but some okay. are flowering we have some okay. yellow ones uh and then we have a i think it's the sonnet mix which has Perfect. the pink That's and the favorite. reds and the whites in it yeah. so uh, definitely check those out we're also starting to get our pansies and violas okay. in Yay. they're starting to show it is up. fall autumn i love <laughs> autumn it's one of my favorite times to de- redecorate dress up mm-hmm. and you plant now and it will look good right through the end of the year even oh, through yeah. winter pansies they'll bloom mm-hmm. january February, March, right? Snow. Yeah. They like the cold. And mums, my goodness, we have mums. Four oh, yeah. inch gallon. We have some gorgeous, uh, I think they're a 14 inch pot, and they have three different color mums in them. Yeah, I saw those. Absolutely beautiful. Those yeah. would be so terrific on a front porch right now. Get your pumpkins out. <laughs> it's too early. It's not October yet. Oh, it's time. Yeah, it's it time. is kind of time. You're seeing all the Halloween decorations and stuff going out. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, so definitely time to, and grasses and mums and all those things. I think they, they look really nice together if you're doing container, if you like to switch out your containers, which is what I do. I seasonally mix out a lot of my containers. And this is a really nice, pretty fall look. And go 
go to Hobby Lobby or something, get some fake pumpkins and scarecrows. Get real pumpkins. What are you talking about? Go pick well, your own pumpkins out of the garden. Then the javelinas oh, eat them. Well. <laughs> All right. So we are out of time, Lisa. Thanks so much. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Hi, waters with the plants of the week and our crazy blue sage. Covered in clouds of crazy blue flowers that rise up on spikes above the aromatic blue foliage. Relax, this heat lover enjoys summer and blooms like crazy. This water's exclusive sage only grows about knee-high by about 16 inches wide. Great for smaller gardens and terrific for hot sunny containers in just $11. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love crazy new bloomers, they love to shop. This is Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center, and we're here at the Garden Center floor asking customers, why do you garden? As a child, I like to do a vegetable garden, so I'm having a wonderful time playing with plants, and I go out every day and look to see how much they've grown. I really am surprised at how much I'm enjoying it and reconnecting with my childhood, I think. Waters Garden Center, helping people reconnect. At 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So before Lisa came on, I was, I was going over design tips, a couple tricks, tips. I said the 20% rule, 60% rule, 20% you should have dedicated plants to each season. And you should have 60% of your entire landscape should have foliage on it. Otherwise, it feels more sterile or overgrown. It's about the right way. And then flower beds. Um, layer them from small to tall. So to right, at, right there at the front edge of that walkway should be smaller, creepy stuff. The next layer should be little bit taller. The back, the tallest plant should be towards the back side of that. And so you have this layering effect or, or birthday cake effect. Real easy. You can do that with shrubs too. You get a, a row of, of, let's say, screening Arizona cypress. You're trying to block out a neighbor. If you just leave that in a row going across your backyard, it kind of looks, oh, there must be something over there. They're, they don't want us to see. What is that, a prison yard? What do they got over there? And so if you layer it with something in between it kind of soften that up so you go with lilacs in front of that maybe uh, ground cover roses or carpet roses in front of that you get this tier and all of a sudden it feels like a secret garden like i want to be here i don't want to know what's over there because it feels so good here you're layering tall to small kind of plants you can intermix that so the mistake people make they, they they march those plants through the yard like they're soldiers marching through the landscape and it looks it doesn't look natural it looks looks artificial it looks like it looks man-made so going with odd numbers so threes five sevens nature comes up in odd ways and plant an odd trying to trick the eye or trick your brain to go oh no this isn't formal this is this is meant to be here this has always been here Yet it was planted last week. So doing odd numbers kind of tricks tricks your brain into making it feel like it was just, I'm supposed to be here. Also, straight lines. Nature doesn't form straight lines. They have more meandering lines. 
So try to try to break up the straight lines. Think in terms of triangles. So that's a good trick. So you're planting in threes and go triangular. Don't put them in a straight row, and that'll it'll feel more natural. And as they grow and mature, it makes it makes it look like you've got a little island of you know, pampas grass or coral foresters or lilacs or spireas, whatever your thing is. Threes are a really easy, easy trick. Even in the smallest of yards, it softens it up like, wow, there's actually style and design. A lot of folks, especially new folks, say desert folks, will come up and they're mesmerized by all the choices. And sometimes they just hodgepodge plants around. doesn't look as natural. looks hodgepodge. Now, there can be a place for that. They call it a cottage garden. It's kind of a, a section you got this grouping over here. It's just all these different flowers. It just looks so good. Butterflies are everywhere. Hummingbirds are going back and forth. And you can be more freeform. Cottage garden. That's actually a style. It can work really well and quite pretty. You put a bench in the middle of it, a little swing or something. It just looks really good. This is one I, I use. This is a secret. I shouldn't tell you this, but I like Pinterest. As a man, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say that. I think Pinterest... Um, like 70% of all users, maybe 80 are women, uh, affluent women looking for, for style and design. I mean, it's got a thing to it. They're, they're noted for it. They got your number, ladies. But I, I kind of like sneaking on there and you get some great ideas on gardening, style, flow, just really good ideas. In fact, I set up boards uh, for my staff. I set up merchandising boards. So our store is kind of famous for it feels like a botanical garden. And so you can take a little piece home with you. Some people come in uh, just, just for the therapy session. They're not, they're not here to buy a plant. They just want to take a moment and enjoy the color. And so a lot of that's merchandising. We make it feel that way. We're putting colors together, textures. We're taking some of these techniques I'm sharing with you right now, and we use it right here at the garden center. So you get a feel for that. So, you know, all the sun plants are together, all the shade things, all the perennials, all the annuals. We try to group things out so it makes it easier to shop and be inspired. Well, a lot of that, I keep Pinterest boards up going, oh, that's a great idea. And I'll create a board that's a merchandising board just for the staff going, hey, let's get some ideas. What creativity? This is art, artistry. Gardening is truly, truly the, the richest form, the deepest form of artistry because you get to see it, taste it, feel it, touch it. You just, you get all the senses are engaged with a great garden. And you know when you're in a good garden, you just go, whoa. It's, it's this sense of awe. You're just going, wow, I can't believe this many butterflies can be in a yard. Wow, I can't look at the beauty. Look at all the colors and they're rich, natural colors, not man-made mixed in a can kind of colors. They're, they're pure, brighter more alive, they're vibrant. And that's gardening. So there's a benefit. And you know when you're in a garden that's like that. And so the other one, another little trick I use pretty often, actually, uh, for, for my design. This is, my name's Ken. And we're just friends. And we're talking over the back fence. This is working for me really well. And I think it'll help you out as well. Um, perennials. Mix. I like perennials because they come back every year. But perennials have a cycle. They have a time. They have a, a season. It's usually six weeks or so. Then they get a rest. And they might come back for you and bloom again, but it's not continual bloom. And when you're putting a flower bed together, you, you kind of want it looking good like all the time. The entire growing season from March 
through Thanksgiving. I want it over the top right now. And so what I do is I'll anchor my gardens with perennials. It's made, The core of it is perennials, but I'll have little pockets of annuals. Again, annuals are the, they're the showstoppers. I mean, they're just like, wow, I can't believe zinnias bloom nonstop for seven months of the year. I can't believe it. But then winter comes and they die out. They can reseed, but the main core, the root of that plant is not going to come back. It dies in the winter. It's an annual, just one year that's done. Perennials and permanent, they keep coming back year after year. And so I blend the two together to keep my, keep the color looking good. And so that's a trick. In fact, sometimes, here's what I really do. I have big containers, big grower spots planted in the ground. And that's where my annuals, and I, I can really customize the mix. I actually fill that pot up with water's potting soil, a special grower, our, our flower mix. And I fill that pot up, and I just put flowers in those. And I've got five spots strategically spaced in those perennial beds. And I just purposely go after annuals. So right now I'm changing out some of those and putting uh, pansies in. Pansies are a winter-blooming flower. It will bloom from now through next spring, nonstop, January. We had that snow last January here in Prescott. Pansies, when the snow melted, <laughs> the pansies were going, I'm so happy. They love the cold. And so I'm trying to get some of those in so I can have some color year round. So and I, I put those in those pots. It's just a little trick that kind of works for me. It works really well. Let's talk hardscape. Hardscape is all the, everything in the yard that's not alive, living, breathing things. So the rock, that's hardscape. Irrigation is hardscape. Walls, fountains, raised beds, uh, fences, decks. That's all outdoor hardscape. It's where your real money is. The plants are really pretty inexpensive compared to a new patio, which is you're measuring that by the inch almost. It's so expensive. But when it's there, it's there for a very long time and super low maintenance. A hardscape is can really make a backyard, uh, and we all know what really nice hardscape is, but sometimes you can throttle that back and make your landscape dollars go a little bit farther. So for us, when we bought our house that we're currently in, the backyard was a slope and nothing but mud, and we've got dogs. And guess what would come in the house every day after a rainstorm? Just nothing but mud. First thing I did, I, I leveled that thing out, now we've got this negative edge kind of patio going out, big. It's as wide as the entire house, beautiful. It's got hot tubs and built-in barbecue grills and fire pits. It's just, it's magnificent. But it made the entire backyard. I traded a landscaper, a pickup truck I had for this. I mean, this, he just spent like two months just making this whole thing out there. It's, it's, it's stunning. And then I put a pond down below that. So when I'm out on the patio, I can look down in this pond. It's just magnificent. Those are hardscape. Ponds are hardscape. Patios hardscape. And then you've got your contain your plants. Plants are greenscape. Green, like, like the color green. Greenscape and hardscape. You know, those two terms in landscaping are important. And so you need the nice, you need a patio. You need a pergola. You need a you need umbrellas, uh, fire pits to just enjoy that that hardscape piece of it helps you to enjoy that backyard, that landscaping. So there's got to be some elements of that. It's worth it. And that's where your real strategy or design really comes into play. And then you surround all the color and the fragrance around that. More tips for you after this. 
you're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. 300,000? Imagine a landscape needing 300,000 trees. Wow! But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our instant Raywood Ash. Raywoods are known for their handsome fall foliage that turns colors of red to royal purple. Just stunning. The leaves have a fine texture which add a softness to harsh rock yard. At $120, these instant trees are magnificent. 12 feet tall with a 6 foot spread, you won't have to wait for this tree to grow up. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love instant trees, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. There's really a couple main themes that we find when customers are coming in. They're planting pretty, They're planting a lot right now. We had a record August and September looks like it's going to be the same. Lots of new folks here. We love talking to the new newbies. Even Californians, you always get a bad rap. You know only half the new folks coming in are from California. The other half are from everywhere else. I mean, Seattle is represented. Hawaii, Alaska today. Uh, we, the Midwest, for sure. Chicago, that whole area is well represented. And surprisingly, uh, the, the uh, East Coast is coming this way. I thought they always went to Florida, but we're finding more and more Connecticut, Vermont, those folks are coming to Arizona. So you see them from all over. It's kind of one of the joys of working in retail. Garden centers. They own homes. They like gardening. They like plants. People are kind of, if you like plants, that's you're probably more chilled, relaxed, less, uh, less. That just it's a it's a pleasant thing to come and look at plants and talk about it. Just there's something about it. But one of the joys is when we're. Where's everyone from? What have, what have you done before? What's the project? You've got to really know that backyard and the folks that are there. And two of them, I want privacy. My neighbors, I don't want to see them anymore. They're done. That's one theme. The other one is, uh, I'm tired of javelina. I can't stand the deer anymore. They're tearing everything up. What can I plant? So we kind of guide folks through that. It's, it's, just, it's just fun. I don't know. It's part of the joy. I mean, one thing I love doing... Something our family stands for. Just, just what like this is probably too much retail. Just we've been dealing with the community so much, but like to make a difference. We actually think that we can be bigger than ourselves. Uh, we we can we're more than our plants, more than our soil. Uh, we need to make our community better, more beautiful, including your backyard. So we just have this thought process, and it comes out when you talk to us. It comes out. Probably the second you drive into the parking lot, if you come to Thanksgiving dinner, you're going to get this sense of, you know, you need to give back. You know, there's, be a life giver, not a life sucker. There's all these different sayings we have that are, some of them are biblical based. Some of them are just things to live by. And we try to live that out here. It's just fun to see that. One thing you should really watch, a garden classes are coming up. 
and they're free. They're on Saturdays, and they're going through November, through the first part of November. So every Saturday at 9.30. And if you're new, please, you're welcome to come. A bunch of really cool people that like funky hats and bright gloves. They're called gardeners. They hang out and they want to learn more about the area, what to do, uh, what's going on. And so you'll see uh, um, some different topics coming up this week. I think this weekend, we're going over all the vines and climbers Actually, ground covers are included with that. That'll be this Saturday. Next week is Easy Grow Mountain Plants. Where do, the, where do you start? If you got a blank slate, go with the easy ones. Here's the list. Then we go uh, September 25th, privacy screens. Then I think one of the most important is the fall to-do list. There's certain things you really need to do to put, put your landscape to bed, help it to rest through. A lot of these plants, are they need to rest through the winter. That's your fruit trees, your flowering shrubs, a lot of your perennial vegetables. They need to actually take a rest. There's certain things you can do to help them out to get a better rest. And it really starts, first and foremost, you should fertilize everything in the landscape before Halloween. So this class will be uh, October 2nd, fall to-do list for a healthy yard. But we always start with fertilize. Take the all-purpose plant food, do everything in the yard. Do your natives, do your fruit trees, do your uh, flowering shrubs, do, do the lawn, do the flower, but do everything. It's the most important feeding of the year. I cannot emphasize that enough, uh, especially with all the rain we've had. A lot of these nutrients have been flushed out. Plants are actively growing. You want to really encourage them to stay healthy. This, they've come out of this drought. They're starting to feel better. You're seeing new growth. We want to keep them healthy. Fertilizing the fall is the most critical, and the all-purpose plant food is what you use. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners who camp out here throughout the week here at Waters Garden Center. Take care, everyone. Hi, Ken, with the plants of the week and our ivory feathers pampas grass. The most majestic of all grasses, this dwarf pampas grass blends perfectly into landscapes. In bloom at Waters now with long stalks of ivory plumes held tall above flowing green foliage that only grows head high. Much easier to maintain, this crop is the nicest you'll find and only $39.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love ivory grasses, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.